Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. My senior pastors, um, Pastor Richard and Pastor Helen Kabakian, uh, for giving me this opportunity, as well as um, my youth pastors, Pastor um, Dave and Pastor Jenna. Um, for just really believing in me for four and a half years as I've been here and, you know, never giving up on me and always, you know, pushing me to be the best that I can be. And so, uh, (laughs) thank you, I love you too. We're so honoured, like, as youth to have leaders like this in this house and I don't think there's not many people around here that can say that they have so many people backing them in life and supporting them and, you know, just making sure that there's the best for them in life and... You know, so it's so awesome to be a part of this church and I just call it home and I love it here. So it's great. Um, So we're just going to get straight into it and I'm going to preach how I feel. Is that good? Just going to preach how I feel? All right, great. So my message tonight is titled, He is your strength. And as I was coming around to what I wanted to talk about, you know, I was praying to God. I was like, you know, give me a word. And, you know, God revealed to me this message in Daniel 3 about these um, three men that were thrown into a fire. And I felt like God really wanted me to talk about how, you know, no matter what situation, no matter what trial you go through, God is going to be your strength and he's going to get you through it and he's going to be on the other side and he's going to be with you as well. And so first of all, I just want to pray. So if we all just bow our heads together. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your house, Father God, and this opportunity that I can implement what I have on my life into others, Lord. And I just pray that people receive your word, Father God, and that you do what only you can do and what I can't. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So has anyone here ever had an encounter with fire before? Yeah? So I know I have, and it was about a few years ago with um, two of my best mates, Ashley and Jasmine, and... You know, we were really bored. It was probably after youth or something. And we just thought, we saw this video on Facebook and we just thought, oh, great. Like, let's try it. It was like you, when you spray links on your hand and you light your hand on fire. You're like, ever seen that? It's like a magic trick. <laughs> and, um, and so we thought, yeah, like, let's do it. What's the worst that can happen? Like, it's going to be great. Let's do it. So Jazz went first and she was fine. And then I went next and, you know, I was great. And then, you know how everyone says, like, third's the lucky charm? Yeah, no, not in this case. Like, seriously, my friend Ashley, she lit her hand on fire and then kind of was like, yeah, like, cool. Ah, and it was still, like, it wasn't, it wasn't going out. And, like, Ash, Jasmine and I were like, yeah, okay, bye. Like, see ya. We're ready to just leave her caught on fire. It's great. Um, but God kind of convicted us and said, you, know, you can't do that. So we're like, okay, we'll help her then. But, um, you know, there's this story in Daniel 3 about another three crazy people that, you know, had an experience with fire. And at the time, there was this King Nebuchadnezzar that built a gold statue about 90 feet tall and nine feet wide. So it's probably about three times this roof and the width of um, that screen just there. And, you know, if anyone's ever been to Mount Macedon, it's actually six metres taller than the cross there, which is crazy big. But um, so they set this up on the plain of Dura in the providence of Babylon. And at the time, Babylon was actually described to be the world's most godless nation. And, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar then announced, like, if you ever hear the sound of the trumpets or the music, whatever, then you are to bow down and you are to worship this gold statue. And, you know, it came to the day where this music played and everyone on earth bowed down in fear to this gold statue. And except these three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
And, you know, in this story, as we keep reading, they were then given a second chance to bow down and they didn't take it. They still stood up for the God that they believed in. And then the King Nebuchadnezzar then announced that he would turn up the, the furnace and the fire seven times hotter than usual just because they wouldn't worship this gold statue. And it's kind of ironic at the, like, when you read it, when you keep reading on, because the, the soldiers that actually threw Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego into the fire were actually killed. And I find that funny because, you know, there's going to th be things that come against us and there's going to be things that, you know, try to take us down. But God protects us and the people that hurt us and are the ones that end up getting burned. And so I just think that that's so awesome. Like, come on. So we're just going to pick it up, pick the story up from verse 23 in Daniel 3. So if you guys just get your Bibles out, your phones, still a Bible. Um, so let's go. So verse 23 says, So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, Didn't we tie the three men up and throw them into the furnace? Yes, Your Majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flame, flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, their clothing was not scorched, and they didn't even smell like smoke. And... I feel like this story connects with me so much because, you know, in my short 17 years, I've, you know, been through a few fires of my own and, you know, when I was 12 years old, my parents actually got, um, they actually split up and it was really hard on me because, um, you know, I kind of blame myself that they didn't want to be together anymore and it made me feel like it was my fault and I felt like I was never good enough and that, you know, that's my destination and that's where I'm going to be in my future and it really discouraged me in my walk with God and um, and then you know it left me with this void in my heart that I just I turned around and I thought you know well okay I don't want to eat then because you know what's that why like why do I have to nourish myself physically if I don't, if I can't nourish myself spiritually because of this situation and you know I, I was just so discouraged and I just didn't want to didn't want to do this anymore and you know, so then I turned to partying and I turned to boys and I turned to alcohol and all these other things. And, you know, because I thought that that would help me and I thought that that would help this void in my heart. And, you know, I became so depressed and lonely and I knew that God was there, but I never wanted to let him in. And I never, I never really wanted to turn to him because I knew that he would help me. And I didn't want to be helped in a sense. Like deep down, I, did, I, just, I just was so comfortable with the way that I was living. And, you know, I eventually realized that the only thing that could help me and the only thing that could break these chains was God. Yeah. And so I invested all my time into Him. I, you know, didn't invest my time into that stuff anymore. I just moved on and I just, I just had, to, had to move on and go with God. And, you know, maybe there's some of you here today that might be going through kind of the same situation or, you know, maybe financial issues is your struggle or family issues or, you know, maybe your, your children aren't walking down the path that you always dreamt them to walk down. And, you know, God doesn't want you 
to, like to walk out of this place unbound. Like he wants to free you because he's a God that is freedom. He's a God of freedom and he wants to set you free today. And I have some points about this story today from Daniel 3 about the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and they really stuck out to me and I just really wanted to go into depth with them if, that, if that's all right with you guys. So my first point is great, the great faith that they had and how they stood tall. And, you know, these three men, when the music played and everyone else bowed down in fear, they stood tall. And, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't want to go with the crowd. And I think it's so crazy, for, like, it's so crazy because for us, it's so easy to kind of go with the crowd. It's so easy to copy what others are doing. And it's so easy to say, well, look at them, they're doing that. Well, so I would do that. And, you know, I think... Also, it's so crazy because it's so much easier to bow down than it is to fight and to stand tall. And, you know, most of you are probably, like, asking, like, how? Like, how do you, how do you do this? How do you take such a public stand like these three men did? And, you know, you can never actually go public if you first don't go private. You know, if you're not confident with God in the private, you'll never be confident with Him in the public. You know what I mean? So my second point for today is the trials that you go through. And, you know, when you go through bound into the fire and then you come out and you're unbound. And, you know, in verse 17 of Daniel 3, it actually says, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, my God, whom we serve, is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, Your Majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. I love how they're still polite. Like, they're like giving to us, like, oh, no. But they're like, you know, Your Majesty, you know, so polite. Anyways, so what they're really saying here is, you know, my God can, my God will, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't show up, we're still not going to bow down. I just think that's so powerful because it's one thing to say that you know my God can but it's another thing to say that, to declare that my God will yeah. and you know maybe some of you have come here this morning and you've given up on being saved because you know you've gone through the fire bound before and you haven't come out come out unbound and you know our God this morning wants to make sure that whatever you're going through you're going to walk out of this place unbound chains are going to be broken and you're just not going to have they're not going to have a hold on you no more and, you know, it might seem impossible because, you know, you're saying, yeah, but I've been through this and, yeah, I've seen this and I've done this. But even I, even I gave up on the fact that, you know, God wanted to, fit, like, help and fix this broken girl. But, you know, my God didn't, my God, all he wanted was to save me. He, all he wanted is me in his arms. And, you know, I, I gave up on the dreams that he engraved on my heart, but now I'm living them out and I'm going for them, and I'm chasing after the call that God has got for me. And, you know, we just need to remind ourselves that we serve a God whose arm is not too short, who hears us, and is the God who turns the impossible into the possible. And let's get passionate about that. And my last point for this morning is, you know, the victory that, you know, that comes after we go through those trials. And, you know, these men not only endured the fire, but they came out not even smelling like smoke. And, you know, there's like, I, I know probably most girls will probably understand, I'm not sure about guys, because, you know, I'm not a guy. But 
Um, you know, if you ever go to an event, like a party, maybe youth, young adults, like an event, whatever, and, you know, there's a bonfire there and it's freezing Melbourne, so you're like, you know, oh, got to keep warm. Five seconds, one, two, three, four, five. And then you kind of go away and you're like, yeah, I still smell like Chanel, like, great, I still smell good. And, you know, but then all of a sudden we reek like this bonfire. But, you know, when we go through these trials and when we go through these tough times, you know, you leave what you went into the fire with behind because it's burned, it's done with. God has said no more. And, you know, as Jesus' most famous words were when he was on that cross and, you know, his hands and his feet were nailed and a spear in his side and a crown of thorns on his head. You know, he declared that it is finished. It's done. God's defeated it. And, you know, we, we think that sometimes we have to cling on to things. And like I did, I thought that I had to cling on to, you know, that little bit of, that little bit of whatever it was and just hold on to it because I thought, you know, but it's part of me, but it's not. God has better for you. He has more plans for you. And the best is yet to come. You know, if you're facing trial today and you really need, you know, strength and you really need God to just move in your life, we're just going to pray together if that's all right. So if we all just bow our heads and I'll just pray. Father God, I just thank you so much, Lord, for every single person here today. Lord, I just pray that you give them strength, Father God, and courage to stand tall. And I just pray that every single trial that we face, Father God, we will come out victorious in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said, amen. Yeah. Woo! Awesome. All right. So I have the privilege now to introduce the next speaker. So I want you guys to get really pumped up because he's an awesome preacher and he has an amazing calling on his life. So I'm just going to introduce Daniel Garisto. Awesome, awesome. Welcome to church, everyone. Um, first off, I just wanted to honor my senior pastors. I know everyone's done it, but, it, but it's, you've got to pay honor what honor's due, am I right? So I want to honor my pastors, Richard and Pastor Helen Kivakian. Um, also, Pastor Dave Lambert and Pastor Jenna, and also Pastor Joseph, too. You know, just, I'm just you know, really thankful that they've given me the opportunity to come up here and just speak to you all and share what's on my heart. Who's glad that we have a church that like believes in young kids, yeah? That believes that like we can come up here and we can share what's on our heart and everyone can be responsive. Awesome, and um, my prayer today is um, that you guys don't see an 18 year old kid speaking but you really hear God's word just coming through me, yeah? Amen. All right, so I, if you don't know me, I'm Daniel Garisto. Everyone calls me Danji, you can call me Danji. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've got Aiken College just down the road. I'm the college captain there. Um, yeah, all my Aiken people. <laughs> um, I come from a family of six. A lot of you probably know the Gristos. My parents, um, Tony and Emma, they're out here. They have a life group. They run a life group every second week. Join a life group. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, I also have my brother Josiah, who's in the prayer team and he runs the car park ministry. How awesome is that? He's out there, he's running it. My sister's part of the hosting team. She's always, she's giving you a nice smile when you come in. 
And also, finally, I have my brother Tim, who's the creative pastor here. He was up here preaching a couple weeks ago. He's up here most weeks. I really want to pay honour to him because he really helped me get this message. Yeah. So, um, get this message through, you know? Um, so, a lot of people who know me, like my mentor, Saj, and um, Pastor Dave, and my family know that the past year, I've been through a bit of like a, you know, a bit of a battle with like, should I follow ministry or should I follow like uni, going to uni? And I had this one course set in mind, it was at RMIT. And the funny thing is that today's the RMIT open day and instead I'm preaching two messages here, so I think God knows where I'm going with my life. I'm all right, amen. Amen. Awesome. So today I'm speaking about something that, you know, it's really, it's a challenging sort of message. T-Bone did a really good challenging message earlier. And it's saying that we should all be living out in our lives and it's saying that, you know, I'm sure we all face every day. So we're going to read this together. It's a short and simple scripture. And we're going to get up on the screens. First Corinthians 16, 13. Yeah. Be on guard. Right, everyone read together. Ready? Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Short but powerful, yeah? Nice and punchy. Ooh. <laughs> um, today, I want to speak about... And if you're writing notes, make this your title. Standing up for your faith. Yeah? Chuck that at the top. Standing up for your faith. How many of us know that in this day and age, it is really hard to stand up for your faith? There's so many different sort of issues going on in the world, you know, like things like marriage equality, things like all the gender stuff. You've got war, you know, war like approaching us. you got... <laughs> I did not mean that. Talks of war, you know what I mean? It's all... It's all, it's all it's all, um, and it seems like that everyone has an opinion on something, you know? And it's really hard to step out in your faith and say, you know, this is what I believe. All right, and now we've got a story. We're going to get into a story from the Bible, of course, <laughs> of um, blind Bartimaeus. Yeah? A lot of you might have heard the story. Um, it was a time in the Bible where, and it's a really good faith story, and it was a time in the Bible where you know, Jesus was really popular, you know. He was like a, a beaver, you know, wherever he goes. Like, he's got, like, hundreds of people following him. He can't get away from the people. He was healing people. Boom, miracle there, miracle there. <laughs> and um, he was leaving the city of Jericho, and he had a crowd following him. And, in, and we pick up the story in Mark chapter 10, verse 47 to 52. At this point, Bart, blind Bartimaeus was at the side of the road. Um, it says he was begging. And yeah, um, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said, come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want to, for me to do to you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and follow Jesus down the road. Awesome story, right? So Jesus walking down, you've got a blind man and he's standing up and he's strong in his faith. He wants Jesus to heal him. He, know, he has his faith set in and strong. And so what can we pull out of this story? Well, the first thing is that when the crowd told him to be quiet, he just shouted louder, it says. You know, how relevant can it be that like, 
You know, sometimes we feel like a lot of people are like are shouting at us for our faith. It might not be happening literally, like it does for blind Bartimaeus, but he stood up and he knows that when people were shouting him, be quiet, he stood up and goes, I know Jesus can heal me. And he powered through. Yeah, amen? Come on. You know, when you're at school, when you're at work, your footy club, whatever, whatever you fit into, you may feel like a lot, and, and it's true, a lot of people are, you know, like talking down about God, you know, God this, God that, and you can feel really like, you know, you know what I mean? I'm not sure the word, but yeah, you, know, you can feel really just, but what I'm encouraging for today, and I'm sure a lot of us do it, but what I'm really pushing forward is that we need to stand up for our faith and we need to keep pushing forward and say, I know what Jesus has for me. I'm standing up. Amen. Awesome. And when you feel like people are yelling at you, we just, we, just need to, we just need to get up and just yell louder, you know what I mean? Like blind Bartimaeus did. Matthew 5, verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, our faith, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, so, like people, obviously it feels bad when people are like, you know, putting down church and putting down Jesus. But the thing is that we know that we have the kingdom of heaven on our side, huh? And we have a, a God that loves us and is guiding us through life and has nothing but the best for us in his plans. Amen? Amen. Yeah, we know what's in store for us. We've got we to gotta shout louder. Whoever's telling you to be quiet, shout louder. Awesome. When people are telling you, like, oh, but we can't see God. Like, no, he's not real. You can't see, like, not in the physical. You've got to, you know, pick up your mic a bit closer. <laughs> Yeah, but God speaks to me. And I see him working through my life and I see him working through people around me. You gotta stand up for your faith. Oh, but Jesus can't heal you. But I've, I've literally seen people get prayed for, drop their crutches and walk away. I've seen people who've seen bad test results about cancer and then through the power of prayer, get up and they're fine, clear. Amen. Jess's just message, Jess's message just then of you shack me shack and away we go. <laughs> everyone in the city, you know, that everyone in the city was telling them to be to telling them to be quiet. We've got this big statue. Why aren't you bowing down to that statue? Why aren't you like us? But then three stood up for their faith and they kept pushing forward. Amen. Awesome. Honestly, a whole city, like, putting me, like, going against me, man, I'd be straight down to the port and going to Tasmania. Spirit of Tasmania coming my way. <laughs> but these guys stood up, and obviously, as you heard through the message, that, you know, they and, and, and completely flipped on their heads because they stood up for their faith. Amen? They didn't conform. You know, Romans 12, 2. Get it up. <laughs> Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and to prove what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Stand up for God's perfect will. What else can we pull out of this story, huh? When blind Bartimaeus, when blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus, he got up and he threw away his coat. Whoa, like, you might just pass that. It's kind of just read it. Yeah, cool. Threw away his coat. Next. Get to me where it's written in red. Amen. Um, but the thing is, as a beggar back in those days, his coat would have been, you know, it would have been his warmth. 
It would have basically been his home. He would have been carrying around there everywhere with him. It would have been his comfort. And he threw away his comfort and he stood up in his faith. Amen. You got, and it's, yeah, amen. Praise, praise, amen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he would have been hiding in that coat. He threw it aside. He knew he was never going to see it again. As Christians, we know that it could be uncomfortable to, you know, step up and stand out for your faith. It, it may be uncomfortable for us. And if you're in an environment where, you know, maybe, like I said before, maybe it's your school, maybe it's your work, maybe it's like, yeah, whatever you fit into, if you're in an environment there where you are like hiding for your faith, then when they start speaking about Jesus, if you're sitting there going, going, you know, all right, Jesus, yep, cool, I'm uh, over here under my coat. I'm really encouraging us all today to throw aside our coat. Who's going on this? Throw aside your coat. Get uncomfortable. I'm pretty cold now. <laughs> Let, Jesus, let people know who you are and what your identity and faith is. I'm in an age, yeah, amen. I'm in an age bracket right now where a lot of people are searching for identity and, you know, and searching who they are. And, I, on, and honestly, through, like, when I get people to church, a lot of the people that I've brought to church, and in Jesus' name, I've brought seven of my closest friends to church. And a lot of the time, it's not even me having to speak about Jesus. It's people coming up to me and going, hey, Daniel, I know that you're, hey, Danji, I know that you go to church. <laughs> I, know that, I know that you go to this church thing. Do you mind if I come? It happens all the time to me. And honestly, I believe that's because Jesus is in my identity. I haven't hidden behind my coat. I've stood up when people at school are telling me to be quiet, when people at school are telling me, you know what I mean? We've got to stand up. Come on, church. Amen. Hey, honestly, Amen. <laughs> Let your identity be in Jesus. Yeah, straight out. Let me just put it firm there. Jesus didn't get up on a cross, die there for your sins, and greet you with eternal life for you, to, for you to hide behind, and whenever someone speaks for you, to sit down. He died up there so you can stand up, share that message, and get more people into the kingdom of God. Amen? Awesome. And so I'm setting a challenge for you guys right now. You know, they always say the word challenge on the stage. And for the past five years at school, the chaplain at my school has always said to challenge yourself, and I never really processed it. But I'm telling you guys, challenge yourself. When, you're in, when next time you're in that sort of environment that you're, at, you're in, don't hide behind your coat. Stand up. I, those two points. Don't, don't hide. Stand up for your faith and for the gospel and for what Jesus has done for you. Share your message. Share your testimony. Share what Jesus has done for you. Don't hide. We've got the romantic music coming up. Amen. <laughs> you know, when blind Bartimaeus stood up and he threw away his coat, he went up to Jesus and he got his miracle. Jesus granted him sight. He just had to lay hands on him and he, granted, and he said, go, you're the instant. It's, a, it's an awesome miracle of Jesus. And it's honestly because, I think it's because he stood up for his faith. He threw away his coat. He threw away all his burden. He threw away the fact that he, he ignored the fact that people were yelling at him. Be quiet. Sit down. You're just a beggar. When people are saying that to, when people are saying that to you, I just encourage you, church, stand up. 
Who knows that what happens here is so awesome every single week? It's so awesome what happens here. So what's the point of hiding and not sharing this message? You know what I mean? You go back to school, I encourage you to you know, flip that around. Flip around your identity for where you are. Let people know you are, you are a believer in Jesus. Amen? I'm just going to pray. Amen? Oh, that feels good. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we pray right now that you will give us the courage and the strength, just like it's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13, that, you give, that we give, grant us the, the strength and the courage to get up and speak about our faith and not hide. Lord Jesus, we can share your message, share it to our friends, share it to our, our, our workmates. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.